Welcome to the Do Better podcast with your coach and host, me, Stevie Potter, helping you to go from feeling like a smashed packet of custard creams to being a superhuman. To find out where you are right now on the spectrum, go to our show notes and visit the Superhuman Scorecard and start changing your life today. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Do Better podcast. I hope you enjoyed episode one and if you haven't listened to it already then please do go back and have a little listen to that because you will get to know a little bit more about the uh, strange mind of Stevie Potter, uh, who I am and what I do which I think is really important. Um, This week I'm actually going to talk to you about the self-build. I had a sudden wave of inspiration the other day. as most of them do come to me, I was kind of very tired and just heading to bed. And I suddenly had an idea that I dashed over to the whiteboard, wrote down in big red letters and thought, I need to tell people about this. Most of my clients are motorcyclists, they are gravel riders, mountain bikers, roadies, amateur mechanics, but more than that, they are creators, they're builders, they're inventors. And A conversation I often have when I'm kind of chatting with my clients is about the self-build. You know, how's the cycling going? Well, I got a new bike. I'm building it myself. I've bought all the little parts to go on it. I'm waiting for these parts to come through. It's going to be a really amazing speed machine. I'm really excited about it. Um, There's a few less natural mechanics who are still taking great pride in kind of tinkering and tightening and upgrading and everything and renewing their bikes. But my clients will literally spend hours each week locked away in the garage, in the workshop, working on these beautiful machines. And they take great pride in the results um, and the work itself. And they have these beautiful results that they think, I'm really proud of that because I built it myself. And it's this concept of the self-build bike um, being one of the most glorious things you can do um, on a Saturday afternoon, set aside time to create this machine. And I like to see the body as the ultimate self-build. And I suddenly realised this because I thought, do you know what? Bodies and bikes have a lot in common. You can build the ultimate body purely by the parts that you put together, that you put into it. Now, okay, when you're born, you don't have control over your genetics and whether you've got two arms and two legs and everything else. But you can certainly enhance the performance of your machine in the same way that you can with a bike or whatever else, in the same way that you can build your own machine to cycle, to ride on, whatever. You can build your own body that helps you to do all the things that you want to do. And that's the whole reason that we do a self-build with a bike. It's to give us freedom. It's to enable us to do the things that we want to do. If whatever you build yourself, it's fully customizable. And that's the amazing thing about it. That's why people do a self-build. There's pride, but there's also this customization to make it perfect, to make it do what you want it to do. And I suddenly realized that the body's exactly the same. You can train it to do exactly what you want it to do, but you have to put the right parts on it. You have to put the right things into it. You have to put the right fuel into the tank. You have to do the right training with it. So although the building of it is slightly different, the concept is exactly the same. Because what strikes me is that the body is essentially a machine. You drive it with thought, with your soul, with your personality, but the actual physical body in many ways is a machine. It needs maintenance, you've got to tinker with it, you've got to tighten it. And if people, if I ask people to spend time working on their own body, the attitude can be quite different 
compared to if I asked them to spend hours tinkering with their bikes and their machines. And I find that very interesting because your body is essentially the same type of thing. It's a vehicle to get you to where you want to go. And yeah, it's funny how people are prepared to spend hours working on their bikes and not spend hours working on their body and why that's so much of a bigger challenge. But I think the reason it is a bigger challenge is two major points. The first one is priorities. You love going into the workshop, tinkering with that bike. You think about how enjoyable it is to get out there, feel the freedom of the open road, get outdoors, enjoy the weekend. Um, You you know, you want to be the envy of all your mates because you've got this really nice self-build and it's this whole, yeah, I'm going to prioritise that because the positive gains I'm going to get from building this machine are amazing. I'm going to get all this freedom. I'm going to get all this kudos from my mates. I'm going to put it on Instagram. I'm going to be really proud of it. There's a feeling of accomplishment you get from knowing that you've restored life into your speed machine. So if something that maybe you've bought a vintage motorcycle or something like that, and you've had to kind of strip it right down, and you had to buy all these new parts, and you've had to go and source all these you know, rare parts that you can only get on eBay and everything else and everybody else is fighting over. And the the pride and the kind of fulfillment you get from that is insane. Um, You know, you might be doing the same with something brand new. You want to go and source all the best parts. You've done all the research. You've got all the ceramic bearings on it. And you've bought all these things yourself. And you know that that is going to be an amazing machine for you. And you prioritise the maintenance of it. You clean all the muck off it when you've been out on it. So if you've been out on a wet road or you might pick and choose the days you go out on it because you don't want to get it muddy in the first place. You don't want to get it all kind of grubby and and need, need too much replacing. So you take really good care of it. You clean and oil all the parts. You protect the frame. You keep the brakes tight because that means that you get to continue enjoying using it and you get to continue experiencing this freedom. But your body's exactly the same. Like I said, it's your vehicle to explore the world. You can't go anywhere without your body. So your spirit, your soul, your personality, your thoughts, they can't do anything without your body. And people don't seem to see that. I think sometimes it's really helpful to look at yourself as a separate entity to your physical self. Because essentially, if you look at animals, you know, they're very much in a survival brain and they're they're not as... um, kind of high up the the food chain as we are they're not as evolved as we are so they don't they although they have personality they're not able to articulate that and we know that they don't think in the same way that we do we're very privileged because we are not just here to exist we have the ability and we've created all this time for ourselves that we can actually enjoy we have time for recreation which is something that animals in the wild don't have because they're just out there to survive So we've developed all this kind of these personality traits and this spirituality that you don't have when you're just in survival brain. But with that in mind, we also need to make sure that we we build a body to match that and it enables us to go and do all the things that we have the privilege of having access to. And when you don't maintain the body, when you don't pay attention to the early squeaks, the creaks, the groans, then things start to fall apart and you get a bit stuck. And If the body breaks, it doesn't matter how strong your mind is. That's your vehicle that you use for adventure and exploration and it's not going to work. And it means your ability to fulfil your own dreams, to tick things off your bucket list, that's all going to be impaired. And it's like not maintaining your bike. If you don't clean it, if you don't oil it, if you don't do all the bike maintenance, 
you know, hands up, guilty as charged, maybe not as good at my bike maintenance as I should be, but I do take it in for servicing and I do do what I need to do. And I know that if I don't do it, it's going to give up eventually. And you know that too. And if you were using your bike every day in inappropriate circumstances, if you were taking your nice carbon road bike off-road and putting it through all the mud and everything else and you weren't maintaining it, then the lifespan of the parts and probably the bike itself is going to be pretty short. It's going to be cut short compared to what it would be if you used it for its intended purpose and you looked after it really well. Likewise, the bike that you build yourself is something you prioritise because, like I say, you want the cool pictures for the social media, you want the kudos on your self-build, you want to tell everyone about all these nice kind of kooky little parts that you've put into it, you want to tell them about all the research you did into those parts, why you put them on, all the little accessories, all these little elements of your bike that are unique to you, that they're only found in that combination on your bike. And that's what you wanted, you're proud of it. And it challenges you. It's a constant developing project. And even when you've built it, you want, wow, what else can I put on here? How can I make it go faster? How can I make it better? And there's a constant kind of turnover of things. You know, when I need a new one of these, I'm going to get this brand. I'm going to get this kind of material. I'm going to use that. And so it's a constant developing project. If you had the same sense of pride in yourself as you did with your self-build bike then you would happily spend hours on it. And it would be amazing. And you'd be really proud of it. And if you looked at it in the same way as a constantly developing project and something that you could be proud of and, you know, something that you would you could feel confident in, then you would want to develop it further. And sometimes that can be really difficult because the differences with you as a person is the mindset there. Which brings me on to the second difference and the, the second reason that it's more challenging to look at the ultimate self-build, your body, than it is to go and work on your actual self-build in the garage. Emotions. Slightly more complex. You look at building the bike, you look at it in stages. So you see it, you know, probably quite clearly. You plan how you're going to do it, what parts you're going to buy, what order you're going to put it all together. And it it may or it may not seem quite a daunting project, but you can see how you're going to get from A to B and you know the different stages you're going to need to put together to build that bike. And you can go and look on YouTube and you can, you know, break down those little stages, right? How am I going to put the bottom bracket in? How am I going to go and thread the cables through? How am I going to wrap the bars? All that sort of thing. Each of those little stages, you can go and watch a video on and then you can go and do it. So you can break it down and you know that although it's daunting to think I'm going to build my own bike, you know that it's just a series of tasks that you have to get through and you have all the resources available to you to do it. And you've got all the tools and you can buy things as you go along. You'll buy the parts as you go along. And you see that kind of unfolding from A to B and that's exciting. You see that actually by the end of it, you're going to have done all these little tasks and that's going to add up to create this amazing machine. But why doesn't that principle work for you, for the ultimate self-build, you? Well, unlike building a bike, you've got a few more variables in your body, haven't you, right? There are literally millions of ways that it could change and respond and the same number in terms of ways that you can improve it or actually ruin it. It's not obvious, it's not as obvious how to create and execute the plan because you've got all these different variables and actually there's no consistent information coming out there. You think of all the information that you're bombarded with on how you could make your body better, how you could build all this muscle, how you could get leaner. The information that's out there is quite frankly overwhelming and it's conflicting. Whatever your opinion is about what diet you should have, what training um, approach you should have, 
there will be some form of, I use the word evidence loosely in inverted commas, out there to support that viewpoint. And so it's really hard because there's just conflicting advice all the time. And you've got, you know, Sheila on Instagram telling you you need to do the keto diet. You've got somebody else telling you you need to be a vegan. And it's just really confusing. And also what that means is that it's very easy to divert away from the plan that you initially had in mind. Because if something isn't immediately working, you can then go on the internet and whatever you put into it, you'll find an answer to support the fact that it's not the right thing to do and you can go and do something else. Whereas if you went to build your bike, you'd probably try something a lot of times and just think, actually, I'm not a mechanic and this is not my job. So I need to try it. I'm probably not going to be that good at it. And it's a skill I need to refine. And that's very different when you look at how people, how people look at and how people build and treat their own body. Um, We are very quick to give up. We're not very good at giving things time. And we're very good at saying, oh, well, it must not be working for me because this is better. And we don't think actually these are skills that we need to practice and improve. So the other thing is there's no real consequences either. Um, If you don't complete your self-build bike, the only person you've upset is yourself. And, you know, there's no real negative consequences. You might be a bit disappointed if you can't complete it, but it's not a life or death situation. Building yourself is a completely different story. And I think we all deep down know that because if you don't work hard at it, it's going to have serious long-term consequences. And that's the bit that people need to get their head around. A lot of people come to me and say, you know, it's just about the aesthetics. They just want to look a bit slimmer. And then when we go a little bit deeper and I explain to them what the situation is that they're actually in and the fact that, yeah, you know, you can we can get you leaner by creating a calorie deficit, blah, 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 doing some strength training, excellent. That's going to make you look better. But what's actually going to make you feel better? What's going to enable you to live a longer, happier, healthier life? And it's not just going to be dropping some body fat. It's going to be thinking about what actually nourishes your body and what keeps you really healthy. And the fact is that it's actually really scary. If I turn around to you and say the choices that you're making now are going to lead you to an early grave, whoa, that is overfacing. That is quite a lot to handle. And I wouldn't blame you if you turned around and said, actually, I'm not interested. That's too scary. It's much better here in my comfort zone where I can just eat what I like, deal with the consequences of weight gain, and I can look at it in that very two-dimensional way that what I put in just equates to what weight I am. And that's it. It's really overwhelming to acknowledge that every single decision you make about building your body through your entire life has an impact on your mortality and your ability to get where you want to be. So your ability to do the things that you want to do in the future will be affected by the choices that you've made in the past. And that's what we're not willing to accept. We're not willing to say, the actions I am taking now have consequences 30 years down the line. But they do. Now I'm not talking about the odd twix that you had or the handful of celebrations you're going to have at Christmas. I'm talking about the day-to-day choices. When we make a choice to either choose aesthetics, you know, just how we look, or we make a choice to choose the easy way out. Well, I'll just count calories, but I'll eat really poor, um, you know, nutrient void, devoid foods. Um, That's going to be okay. And that's where we've put we've made it too simple and we've just thought about calories and we haven't thought about the quality of anything and what the consequences of that are. So far from making you jump up and grab the situation by the nuts, the enormity of that fact can have the opposite effect and you basically shut down and hide from it. Probably in the garage tinkering with your bike. 
So it's quite a different scenario. Whereas if you don't get your bike done, yeah, you might be a bit disappointed. You can always come back to it. But essentially, nothing really bad is actually going to happen to you. So how do we kind of change the mindset, see our body as the ultimate self-build and learn to love spending the same amount of time on that and the pride and the effort on that as we do on these other machines in our life? The first thing is you've got to establish priorities. The thing that I talk to my clients about all the time is being realistic and honest about what your priorities are. What do you really want to do? What do you really want to achieve? Because I can guarantee that whatever it is, it requires your body to be slick, reliable and healthy. And the more of a well-oiled machine your body is going to be, the more success that you're going to have. So it's about relating these health choices back to what it is that you want to achieve. But the other thing is to be realistic about what your priorities are. You know, you might think that actually, oh, I prioritise this above something else. But if you're spending all your time making things nice for other people, you know, if you're spending loads and loads of time working on your business to make that work, then your health isn't your priority. But like I say, when you think about that, it's a very short term outlook to think, actually, I don't need to do anything about my health. And yet I can still be successful in any other aspect of your life. So establish what your priorities are and think about how much easier and nicer and better and more successful you would be if you could actually make yourself healthier. Because I can guarantee, like I say, if you do that, you're going to be achieving what you want to achieve far quicker and far better. Um, I think the other thing is to acknowledge the consequences. It's to acknowledge that we all have control over our own bodies in the same way that we do on a self-build machine. The things, the components that you put on your self-build bike are what is going to give you a good ride. They're going to be what potentially makes it faster for you, what makes it feel nice, what makes it look nice. And it's exactly the same for your body. The things that you put on board, so the stimulus that you get from training, whether you do strength training or not, whether you do your flexibility and your mobility, whether you do things like your mindset to actually clear your mind, um, the nutrition that you put in there, the fuel that you actually put inside it, all of these are essentially components which build your body. They build you as a person. So acknowledging the similarities between the two is really important. So I think if you can establish a priority the same way that you would prioritize something like building your own bike, and if you can acknowledge that actually your body to some extent works like a machine, then you will start to be able to make better changes because you will start to realize that you have a lot more control and that actually getting better, improving yourself is literally about the choices that you make and everybody has the control to make better choices. So I hope you found that idea interesting and I hope that you will agree with me that the body is the ultimate self-build and that we're all capable of building something better. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do so via all the usual channels. Um, but otherwise, I will check in with you again next week. Have a great week. Make sure you're making little changes um, to do better every day and I will catch up with you again very soon. Thanks for listening to the Do Better podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can connect with me and learn more about how you can become a happier, healthier, and more successful superhuman by contacting me at stevie at thewonderclinic.co.uk, following Stevie's Wonder Clinic on Instagram, and heading to our website, thewonderclinic.co.uk. 
and you can get started on your journey today by completing the superhuman scorecard via the link in the show notes i hope to see you all soon